Emotional boosters. Activities to keep learning fun. Express creativity. Family craft projects. Have art breaks. Recharge the mind. Bring stories to life. Make life fun. Be empowered. Buy and read the Bella Santini Chronicles. Find Angela on social media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today calling in from sunny San Diego, California, is the Dr. Ida Green. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to hear all about what it is that you do and to make this world tick and, you know, just bring all kinds of great wisdom to the audience. So Nicole is going to read a short bio first, and then we're going to get into the juicy stuff. Thanks. <laughs> Dr. Ida, RN, LMFT, DD, PhD is an intuitive relationship coach, ordained minister, speaker, licensed marriage, family, child therapist, college professor, NLP practitioner, Reiki energetic healer, and author of 22 best-selling books. She combines her many years of training, skills, and talents to help you achieve your personal and professional success. Welcome to the show, Dr. Thanks for having me. All right, so are you ready? I am. You are, oh my gosh, I'm listening to that bio and that was <laughs> quite a mouthful. It's like, how did you get all that stuff done, right? So some of the things sound really interesting, you know, in that, that spiritual field, of course, that's kind of where both Nicole and I are, you know, we reside as well. And, you know, that healing arts. So out of all of those things that you do, what's your favorite? Well, I want to talk about my early beginning because of the spiritual journey that I was not even aware that I was on, that my mother started me on. So is it okay to share a brief about that? You know what? Nicole's going to get to that in the second okay. half of the show. But okay. the first half of the show, let's talk about what you're doing now to change okay. the world. Yeah, well, this is interesting because the beginning of this year, I got the message that I was enlightened. I also got the message to do soul reading. So I did soul readings at the Holistic Fair in January. This soul reading, which I have been kind of avoiding, come from this Kashuk Records of Life. And I, for whatever reason, I just avoided the Kashuk Records. But the message of channel through me, it tells people where they are in business of their life, where they are right now, what is blocking them, and what is their next step. And they are just really, anyway, I follow my intuition. I wish I had done them. I've been doing just psychic reading. But these are so they're very different. And I, as when I channel messages, get messed from spirit source, I do not have any recall of what they say. So when I want a message, I have to use my cell phone to call my landline phone to give myself a message. So when you're working in these Akasic records, I mean, <laughs> I love the Akasic records because they really do give that 
guidance for us, right? You know, uh-huh. how we got here and why we're here and, you know, some of our past life stuff and, and the present and kind of give us that insight maybe that we forgot once we got in this little piece of, you know, skin merchandise vehicle that we're running around in. So when you're sharing that with people and, and sh- you know, talking to them about what their past life was maybe and what their positioning is to help remove that block. What are some of the results that people are getting? What are those, you know, share some of those big aha moments where people were like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. Can you share some of that with us? Yes. You know, one lady in particular, she wanted to know, had a problem with the past life and she wanted to know why she chose the mother she chose. There was some problem with mothers. So we, I looked at that. And what we found out is that there were some abuse, abuse between both of them in a past life. And she came back in this lifetime to clear up that stuff. So she was under more understanding of that she needed to clear up some stuff that she had done to make this relationship work in this lifetime. So she felt she, was, she said, I need to look at that. I need to, I said, you can choose to either clear this up or not look at it. She said, you know, I, I need to really look at this and think about this because I don't want to do this again. So she's, you know, we, she, we're looking at us. Well, she's going to start some coaching with me, but she really chose, to, I, you know, she hadn't, she didn't realize. She thought her mother was the problem and she had no part in it. But she realized now that she played a part in this whole dynamic and she's coming back to heal the relationship. So having that information makes her more willing to work with her mother rather than push her away (laughs) as a problem. Exactly. You know, I think we all can learn that lesson, right? Where we're so like ready to blame the other person. It's all their fault, right? But when we start to really look at things from that spiritual aspect and say, okay, I came here for a reason and I chose the family that I'm in, right? What is it that I'm bringing to the table and what is it that they're bringing to the table so that we can start working in that harmony and that peace, right? You know, some of the other things that you do, I know you do Reiki and I think you... I think Nicole said something about working with with families and children. Oh, yeah. Well, the children were so important because for the longest, I did not even look at adults. But the children, they were abused children. uh, And they uh, from even from domestic violence home. And they really wanted to heal. So they kept seeing all these angels. And I had to start, inter- this is what got me to the angels. I had to interpret the message for them. They were saying angels and doves and staircases. And so I started t- t- interpreting the message of what, what they were sa- what the angels were saying. So I started doing angel reading. And started from that, I started doing angel reading and wrote a book on angels. But the children were just such a, re- they would, I would have never gone to my angels. I knew, I knew about the angels. But I had to study deeply into the angels to help these kids. So they were just really a gift for me because they helped me to look at the angels, get the mess from the angels. And I'll tell you a secret. I found out that I incarnated in this lifetime as an earth angel. (laughs) 
Well, see, there you go, right? I think we all have a little bit of angel in us, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes those little cherubs kind of, kind of, hmm, <laughs> right? It, you know, it's interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my uh, oldest grandson, when he was from about age two, he would be dancing around the house and stuff, you know, and, and when you ask him, what are you doing? He's, I'm dancing with the angels, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah, and, and he'd ride in the car with me and I'd have um, different music on like Beethoven or Bach or, you know, that, that style of music. And he would just be in it. I mean, just really a part of it. And one day I changed the channel and he goes, Grandma, put that back because I'm watching the angels dance. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting, their innocence, you know, with the angels. And they're so free to just respond. And, uh, you know, these children coming into the world today are definitely coming in more with an open mind and can really teach us a lot, right? Like you were saying, you know, it gave you the opportunity to say, hmm, maybe I need to really, like, check these angels out there must be something more to it right and and i like what you said when when you're sharing with people that because you kind of go into that altered state you know like that deep theta state where you're channeling messages and uh, you know it's like i don't know what i said so don't ask me to repeat it i and i i get you because i do that a lot myself you know and, and i usually started reading out with that saying now if you want to make sure that you remember what this meeting is all about. We can record it because I don't always remember what's saying because I just become an open channel, right? And so it's really kind of interesting, um, you know, to hear you say that. Kids have 30 angels though. And as they get older, they get more into their, their friends and to their knowledge. And by the time they're 12, those angels disappear. But I used to teach, do angel therapy for the ADHD kids. And I would teach them how to talk to the angels in the classroom to detain themselves so they wouldn't get distracted. So I use the angels to their advantage. Oh, that's very wise, right? You know, and, and I could see where, you know, with an ADA, you know, ADHD or ADD, you know, child, you know, and even autism probably makes a big difference because now they're like in that conversation and people don't think they're crazy, right? Because they're, they are special. It's like they have this barrier in the brain that's not a barrier anymore. It's wide open and, and they speak it freely and, and they focus in certain directions and everything. So working with the angels, you know. So have you found when you start working with a child and they're working with that angel that when they get past that 12, they become teenagers and into their adult life. Are they able to still communicate with the angels if they're started out they early in life? They lose that ability because they into boyfriends and the hormones. They are so pure and so innocent when they're younger. As they mature, I have to try to bring them back to their innocence of with the angels. Like, I had an angel? What is an angel? You know, but 13 and 14 and on. But under 12, they are so into the angels. They see the angels. They talk to the angels. I just had them to go to the school and talk to, to teachers about the angels. So they were able to educate the teachers about the angels too. And the, angels accept, the teachers accepted it. 
oh, well, now that's a blessing because a lot of times they're like, what is it with this child, right? Well, I told them, the teacher, that I was helping them to, you know, control their business in the classroom by talking to the angels. So they were aware of that. And I gave them permission to call me if they needed to, if the child had any problem in the classroom, to give me a call. So I was able to support the child. And and, the, and a lot of these kids were referred to me from the school district. So they oh, understood well, that's, that. That's really nice. I mean, it is so needed. And when you look at the craziness that's been going on in the world for the last couple of years, right, with the homeschooling and the social distancing, you know, there's a lot of psychological things that happen because kids want to be around kids. People want to be around people. You know, it doesn't matter how introverted you are. There's still that wanting to be, you know, in that element of society, shall we say. So with the work that you're doing, you know, in, in all the different uh, levels and stuff, you know, how do you approach someone when someone comes to you and they're, they're maybe got some emotional or mental things going on because of the separation? You know, how do you guide them to make that balance, you know, make that shift to be able to make it okay, you know, and to you know, get back into that social life, maybe in, in different, you know, ways. How, how do you address that? You know, I'm having some kids with that problem now who've been by themselves and they are kind of timid or afraid to get back to, to, you know, to trust people. So that's a trust factor that I have to help them to get through, to get back to, well, yeah, people say because they've been so afraid that this fear has been instilled in them that people can harm you and you can't get too close to them. So they have this fear of going back and maybe catching diseases from people. And so it's a really big challenge for people. I have them coming to me all the time right now about I've been alone. I, I'm afraid to go back. Uh, I don't know if they're going to hurt me. So it is a lot of fear and I have to get them into trusting and really talking about the trust and the fears that that's really present for them. And how do we go back into being by myself? One girl said, I like being by myself. I want to go back, being around those people. So I said, well, you need to go back for social reasons. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Oh my gosh, this has been an interesting conversation, Ida. We are going to take a short break. And then when we come back, Nicole has some questions for you. Okay, thank you. Emotional boosters. Activities to keep learning fun. Express creativity. Family craft projects. Have art breaks. Recharge the mind. Bring stories to life. Make life fun. Be empowered. Buy and read the Bella Santini Chronicles. Find Angela on social media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from San Diego, California, Dr. Ida Green, has been sharing some definitely great morsels of wisdom and information on angels and all kinds of crazy stuff. So if you didn't listen to the first half, you might want to go back and listen to it. But now Nicole is going to take over from here because she has some questions on how you got to this level. 
All right, Dr. Ida, great conversation. You know, it's it's so good to hear others and to be part of this, you know, long form conversation about who you are and what you do and how you help people, you know, find their angels and talk about that it's okay to have that faith and trust what you're seeing, that that's, that's real, that's out there. And you have helped so many of your clients just reaching out psychically. And you're just so gifted. You have such fabulous energy. Always enjoyed talking to you. Um, you're so very giving of all your information and free flowing. I gotta ask you, and I know you, you uh, part of it came out er earlier, is really, how did you get here? What was that calling? Because you have these these degrees, and and normally it tells people that hey, I'm not going to talk about faith or angels or anything like that. But you have been called uh, with your gift to bring this forward. What was that moment for you? Well, you know, it's an interesting journey because I grew up in a family where there was really a lot of poverty. Uh, we didn't have much money. And so the message for me to get an education. So I followed that education path. But then my mother was intuitive. She was clairvoyant and she could see things. So when I was little, she took me to the holiness church and I heard people talking in tongues and giving messages when I was like five. Then when I was six, I this people at the school came in and said, uh, Jesus wanna invite you into your life. You wanna help, you wanna have invite Jesus in your life. I said, I do. So I raised my hand and went to church. I was only seven years old and joined the church and got baptized and started singing in the choir. And that was a really a spiritual journey. Plus at that time, I got a message that I felt like my parents were not my real parents and they had stolen me, but I never told my parents or anyone about it because I didn't understand it. I thought, these are not my real parents. I think Jesus is my other father. <laughs> so they just, he, they're just taking care of me for Jesus. <laughs> anyway, we I just left that. I never talked about it, but the message was so strong to get an education. So I was the first one to graduate from high school, the first one to get my bachelor's, the first one to get my master's, the first one to get my licensed marriage and family therapist. Then I later on, I, I got a teaching credential. I have a lifetime teaching credential. Then I went on to get, become an ordained minister and then get my PhD. So I was just getting all of this education for my race and my family. And then I got married. And the first husband was schizophrenic. <laughs> Oh uh, and that was a learning experience because I went to, he was very quiet. I went to school with this man. He took me to the high school prom, but I had no idea because at the time I was living in Chicago as a nurse and moved to San Diego because he's a Marine to get married. And then I found out that he was schizophrenic. So you have to, well, I made a commitment to live with him, <laughs> marry him and stay with him. So I, one of us had to work. And so I couldn't take care of him and work too, so I had to send him home for his parents to take care of him because he kept taking off his clothes and walking down the street. So anyway, he went home to live with his parents and they let him get, get pneumonia and die. So I was alone by myself in San Diego. But then about three, maybe four years after that, I met a second husband and married him and I didn't Really, what I was not listening to my intuition. This is what started on my intuition journey because 
I had never been so nervous in my life. I was anxious and shaking. And I realized after that, that that was God telling me this, the leaders don't get this, the man is man, he's not good for you. And, but anyway, I, because the first one died and I wanted to have a family, I wanted to have a husband, mm -hmm. I just ignored all those messages. And after that, I thought, boy, because I lost my self-esteem, I lost my self-worth, I lost my self-confidence, I forgot who I was as a person. The psychologist had told me to leave him alone. I said, oh, I'm not going to leave him alone. The minister told me to leave him alone. I said, oh, no, I want to make this work. So I went through all of that. Listen, I listened to those people. And I finally, what really happened, he kept hitting me and beating oh, me. And uh, I made a decision. I said, you know, the next time he told me before he hit me again, he would cut off his hand. I looked and I thought, his hand is still on his body. He needs some self-control. And what he needed just between me and his fist. So I had worked on leaving that marriage. It took some time. But when that attorney told me, if you call me one more time and cancel this divorce, I'm getting rid of you. Oh, good for him. Good for him. There you you listen. I was thinking about hurting him. I thought if he hit me one more time, he's not going to ever hit anyone else. So I thought if that that's premeditated murder and I'm going to go to prison and jails. I thought... I better leave this man, although I love him, I just got to leave this alone. But I stayed with him because I had to adopt a boy, and I want his the son, to, the child, to have a father. Mm -hmm. So I just had to really make a decision, because I was working as a psych nurse, to go stay with a friend and take my son there, and I stay, live in that lady's house for a week. And so it was a journey, but it was a long, long journey. But, but I you listened. I finally had to leave him. And after I left him, I had to work on myself. That's how I got into self-esteem. I had to work on my self-esteem, my self-worth, my self-confidence. So I started going to the shelter, do self-esteem classes for the domestic violence women. That's when I started writing. So I wrote about all my pains. I wrote a self-esteem book, a self-work book. I mean, I just started writing. You've got you've got so many beautiful books about success and letting the fire within. And I love that. And we'll share your 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 links below. But definitely the highlight of that is that you have come so far. And you have opened up so much and the gift in that and that learning lesson is to move forward and to know that that you know you left that relationship for for your child to move on to have a safe place to have a beautiful future and sometimes we get in our little pickle jars we can't see outside right we can't see outside our little jar and Till somebody takes that lid off. And, and when we take that lid off, we allow our angels and our guidance to come back in. And that is such a wonderful, wonderful thing to say, hey, I have been there. I have done that. Let me let me share this with you so you don't have to do it. Uh, so hopefully someone right now will listen to, to you, Dr. Ida, and say, hey, it's time to take that, that journey and move forward to your success and, and your abundance because you deserve it. And you can't have that abundance if, if, if you fill your stuff up with toxins. Right, your body, your mind, your soul, and your home. You fill that up with toxins and you can't do that. It's, it's thank you so much for sharing that. And I see also now, you know, your your book on success and you've written this and how to address needs in, in life and say, hey, we can do this. 
I can move forward. What would you tell our audience right now with what you have gone through uh, in those journeys and in your life to say, hey, when you move forward, this is the abundance that you'll live. You'll have success. Are, are there, uh, you know, two tips that you can leave the audience with to say, hey, in you know, your pain comes your glory, your outcome, your pain and your suffering is an outlet for you to expand and to grow. So embrace the pain, but do something with it. I wrote books, so you can write, you can paint, you can sing, you can jump, you can, uh, whatever your self-expression, whatever you need to get rid of the hurt and pain, uh, there's always a creative outlet for you to expand and to grow and to be better you could become a speaker i became a speaker i just wanted to do anything i could to get rid of the pain and you can do that too just realize pain doesn't have to last if we keep it and do nothing with it then it's stored in our body but when we give an outlet to writing and to speaking and to dancing and to singing and to creating books or whatever it is your creative bent is we all have a gift Divine is planted up inside of us, is always speaking to us. Just know that the best is yet to come. That's why I keep telling myself, the best is yet to come. Wow. Okay, the best is yet to come. Now that is a strong message right there. You know, and it's every day. You just wake up and become the best you that you can be right and just start to really focus and like you said you know your journey and really rediscovering who you are and that's a very strong message and it's something we need to look at it's like wow what is the message and why am i in this relationship and what do i need to better myself to move through what's the lesson i need to take and you know get the heck out of dodge so to speak or whatever the case may be and really start to pay attention to that intuition because we all have it. Ida, we could talk about this for quite a while. And what I'm going to do is we are going to close the 360 Wisdom Speaks episode today. And, and as Nicole said earlier, we'll have all your information connected to the video and to the audio. And thank you so much for being here today. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us as well. And this is 360 Wisdom Speaks saying, till we meet again.